Um, well, hi, Raj, um, and welcome to the very first episode of the Goodman Podcast. Um, I'm very excited about uh, everything that we're going to be chatting about on, on the podcast. So uh, maybe do you want to kick us off and um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and uh, what your credentials are? Of course. Thank you, Megan. Good to, to be on this first, very first Goodman Podcast. Thank you for hosting it. And um, my name is Raj, Raj Goodman Anand. I'm the founder and CEO of Goodman Lantern. We are a content marketing agency working uh, in, in, four in five continents with human four continents. Uh, we love our, 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 our team and our customers, obviously, but I must say we're very proud of our team because uh, some of these things we kind of do is to not only be able to serve our customers, but also be able to share knowledge. And this, this podcast is all about sharing knowledge and to, to see the, the opportunities in content and beyond. So thank you, Megan, once again for bringing it together. As I mentioned, I'm the company's founder and CEO. I'm also a father and a husband. And um, based in the UK, but do travel quite a bit at the moment in Asia. Starting across and um, yeah, so um, uh, I'm just a bit of background. I, I I did research in AI. I was in a PhD and uh, I got into marketing about 20 years, 20 years back. I loved marketing. Uh, there's three companies. One of them I went all the way to an exit. This is my third organization. And Goodman Lantern is focused on content marketing, but also we are big proponents of empowerment of women. So much so that 80% plus team members across the company are women. That's what makes us excited every day and to perform and keep growing. Amazing. Now, um, obviously, you as a business owner, uh, you know, you've started a couple of companies, you work in marketing, and there's been a massive uh, drive in AI that's specifically marketing focused at the moment. So do you want to maybe uh, kind of give us a, a, an overview about all the kind of AI that's available? Because everyone knows ChatGPT, that's the big one, obviously. Uh, but there are all kinds of tools coming onto the market now uh, that can do basically everything uh, from image creation, there's, um, there's mid-journey, um, obviously uh, ChatGPT for the text side and, um, you know, everything beyond. Beyond. So, uh, do you want to kind of give us maybe just an overview of what um, what there is out there and uh, the direction that it's moving in? Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of impressive because you know, say twenty years back when I was doing research in AI, there was no potential way to foresee or to predict that we will have this kind of almost life changing experiences with AI. In, in my lifetime, because at, at university, when I was doing sort of neural networks and, and, and looking at different kind of AI, it was more theoretical because we didn't have the computational power to run these algorithms. And today, thanks to all the GPUs and CPUs and whatnot we have, we can actually run these algorithms. And from that, there's a lot of generative AI, which has been, you know, all the chat GPT, mid-journey, um, 11 labs, all these Images, content, video, and other multimedia is all from all part of generative AI, which is what's really popular right now. What's impressive about these things is that even the guys who built it don't know how far AI really is. It's building so so quickly. And today I read an article by the founder and CEO of Anthropic, 
which also has a tool called Claude or Claude 2 now, saying that we could probably be at AGI, that's artificial general intelligence. That means human-like intelligence using AI in about three years' time. So it's it's scary that we can actually have very soon human-like intelligence using computers. Uh, and that that is really impressive. But to answer your question, there are a ton of tools. And every day when I look at these new stuff, and I spend at least four hours every day learning about new tools. So, you know, I, and I always thought like in the beginning that probably there won't be enough information in the, in the third or fourth week. But actually I'm blown away. Whenever I look at my, uh, my Google or my email list, I've got tons of more stuff to read and learn about. So there's stuff in text. So for example, the most popular chat GPT, Salva Chat GPT 2, 2.5, 3.5, now version 4, which version version 4 is possibly the, the best version of generative text, text out there. Better than its competitors like Anthropic, which owns Claude, and Google, which owns Bing. I think Chat GPT 4 is far superior. I, I believe it's because of the way it was trained. A big part of AI is how it's trained to be able to to answer the quality of the data they use to kind of generate that 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 uh, AI, as well as the style of of how they train the um, the the AI. So the human the loop, there are different strategies to kind of really train the AI in a proper way. And I think that's been phenomenal for for OpenAI or ChatGPT, and so the results are incredible. But then there are variations. Yeah. Like Claude two is phenomenal at long form summarization, whereas ChatGPT is stuck in time and it can't do very well at that. And you have perplexity, which uses Google data in real time with, with ChatGPT4 together. So it's really good. So that's a flavor of what's going on in the text world for text generative AI. Yeah. Now you've mentioned perplexity and I use that um, as a research tool. It is so, so powerful. Um, but I learned about it from you, and uh, you have a little weekly video that obviously dives into uh, what the different AI tools are and what they're good for, how to use them, how to optimize your content using them. But like like you've just said, there, there are so many tools out there. Um, you are spending four hours a day doing your research and learning to use these tools to see uh, where they can fit into your business practice. But, uh, you know... The, Firstly, uh, it's so fast-paced. There are new tools coming on all the, all the time. Um, so is four hours enough? And secondly, you know, uh, me as a content creator, um, I spend my time creating content. I don't necessarily have four hours a day to spend researching AI tools, even though in the long term it can help me. So do you have any uh, suggestions uh, on how to uh, kind of fit research in or where what kind of resource tool uh, do you suggest where people like uh, content creators can actually find the best um you know how-to videos etc obviously yours would be number one on the list um but uh you know uh, do you have how do you approach the research process well obviously i i i would want to promote mine but i i think apart from the youtube video which which <laughs> which we do I would say a good resource is Twitter. I think Twitter has some really cutting edge information coming out, put, put out by various users. 
some of these are, you know, obviously probably spending more than four hours per day learning about these tools. Unfortunately, there is no shortcut to this. There is no way to say, well, this is the magic pill, have it, and it'll, you know, you sh you'll be good. The only way to do this is to really understand the case study. So in order to really use these AI, I'm actually, I actually log on to them. Some of them may sign up too, and then I try to experiment with them. For example, just yesterday, I came across a, a tool, which is a competitor to MidJourney. And it was like $5 to try it out. So I'm like, of course, I'll sign up to it. So I just signed up to it, used it for a little bit, realized that actually it has the same challenges which Midjourney had the previous version, which is where, where it has seven fingers and crooked nose, for example, eyes looking all around. So the only way to try out, the only way to learn about these tools is to try out different things. And unfortunately, there's no other way to do this. Other ways to like follow certain people who you believe to be experts in that space. I spent a lot of time doing this because I, I'm interested. I'm actually also building a tool internally for our, for our team as well. So it really helps to understand this. But this will become easier because there will be very obvious winners in the coming months. Like, for example, as I mentioned, ChatGPT4 is probably number one, but has some challenges in, in, in certain areas. Midjourney, as you mentioned, is a, is a great tool for uh, for for creating images, then there's Eleven Labs for, for for voice. So there are some ones coming out now, which will become really really powerful. But for the time being, I would say put in the hours or wait, wait and watch. There's going to be some really interesting winners, uh, which will be which will emerge very clearly. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's risk and reward um, involved in adopting an AI tool um, because many of them are still in development. And I don't, I don't know if, if the development cycle is ever going to end. I mean, essentially, it's design thinking or de a design uh, process um, where you test and optimize, test and optimize. So um, there are obviously still risks involved. I mean, you can't just prompt chat GPT to say, write me a 2,000-word white paper on X subject because it's going to spit out a lot of repetition. You you obviously have to well prompt engineering is obviously a, a big thing that's uh, going to start coming in. But um, there are other risks, um, rewards obviously for for being an early adopter, but risks as well. So um, AI can obviously provide a first mover advantage. Um, can you maybe provide some examples of companies that have adopted AI tools successfully? And, um, you know, what steps would you suggest uh, taking to, to adopt AI successfully into your business as well? Yeah, great question there, Megan. Thank you. In my opinion, and from my experience working with AI, every company should be adopting AI in their business. There is no reason for to not adopt it and to use it by every team member in the company. Unlike things like crypto, where the application is a possibility and is strong, but there isn't one straight away available, AI can be used in our, our lives, our businesses, or for different things like even our families as well today. And that's the, the real advantage of AI. But there are risks. Like everything else, there are pros and cons. For example, there was one case study which came, which emerged a few months back where a lawyer used 
ChatGPT like tool or ChatGPT itself, I can't remember, to create a case study against an airline company where the ChatGPT and other AI tools hallucinate, i.e. they make up their own data sometimes. And it requires to be fact-checked. That's super important. And that lawyer yeah. didn't obviously fact-check it. So the data just basically was created by, uh, by ChatGPT to support his case. But the whole case was all made up. And it was presented to the, to the court, which oh, wow. was not really happy with what, what just happened there. And there were discussions about maybe uh, banning him from courts or not allowing to practice anymore. So it can be, oh, wow, oh, wow, major consequences of this. And so the one thing I'd say to everybody using AI is check and double check the facts. If you're writing content for a customer and it, if you don't have an editor looking at everything you created, is a problem. You still need to and might need to do that for many years to come to make sure everything is checked properly. Even if it's like images, multimedia, it still needs to be checked because AI is not perfect. There's a lot of challenges there also, not only with accuracy, but also with being creative. There is an element which human beings bring to the table is being creative. With, with that, what I mean is if you give it a prompt, you're requesting a specific add stuff, multiply stuff, or help me come up with solutions, it will use the data it has, or it will optimize based on its path, its neural path, which it takes to kind of give the answer out. But if you want it to be an extremely yeah. creative idea, it's very hard. AI does not around that. AI, as the name suggests, is for intelligence. It's really to kind of take certain problems and and give you a solution to their problem, but you can't expect it to be creative all the time. For that, you need real human input. Look at, for example, the Industrial Revolution, where you had machines to make looms for you or make products for you. It does a specific job for you. It doesn't do, it won't create for you a full, you know, it, it can probably make, make you uh, the topping for the pizza or the pizza base. It won't make you the whole pizza itself. It will make you a new flavor of pizza. Yeah. It has to be told. Same analogy works for AI today as well. There is a limitation on creativity on these tools, and it requires supervision. Even when I should work as a, as a university, I work for Parker Pen Factory as quality assurance. Or they would pick up Parker pens and just look around to see if there's an inaccuracy in the pen. And that was still required quality assurance by human beings. So similarly for AI, you yeah. need QA across the board every time deliver anything using AI. Amazing. Um, so we're going to go into the 60 second takeaway um, for, uh, for this episode. Uh, so what in, in 60 seconds, no pressure, um, in 60 seconds, what strategies can um, an individual or business employ to capitalize on the benefits like, what can they walk away, like, press stop on this podcast and walk away and immediately implement in their business or in their creative process, um, you know, uh, to, uh, to use AI um, to, to better their processes? Well, first thing I'll say is if you're not using AI, it's a problem. Please, 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 not because I'm getting commission from this, just, just, just because I want to help you. <laughs> ChatGPT. Sign up to Perplexity and sign up to Claude too, because 
I promise you, it'll make you a better business person, a better human being. This is just by signing up to these things because they can really help you to be, be effective. And as you go on this journey of AI, try to find use cases for, for your life. I use it for literally everything. I spend, I think I spend a good maybe five hours per day on, on a, these AI tools. And what I do with them, I do stuff with solve business problems, problems with, with family and friends and solving personal issues, uh, trying to find new place to invest, for example, right through to where should I go out, for instance. AI can help me with all these different things. <laughs> look, look around you, Google, YouTube, Facebook, they're all based on AI. So it's not something new, it's just been innovated. It's been around for many years. It's just, we just didn't know about it the way we don't know about it today. So well, my only one takeaway would be yeah. go and use AI. You'll thank me later. Amazing. Thanks, Raj. <laughs> um, well, a lot of uh, points have come up, and I think this uh, this episode is going to inform quite a substantial amount of episodes to come, um, because obviously we want to use AI in business. Um, we need to explore the, the AI-human connection. Um, you know, is it artificial intelligence or is it augmented intelligence? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the, the, the conversations that are to come. And yeah, um, I'm looking forward to doing this again next week. Thank you, Megan. Good to be on.